0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of The Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Harshini. I'm Pooja. And I'm Sarah. And today we are going to be discussing the horror book, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. This is a book I chose because I wanted some horror in March. <laughs> I always want to read, I guess, horrors and horror books. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge vampire person, but we are a book club. So since this title said it's about a book club, I was like, this is perfect. So here we are. Um, so, Pooja, can you give us a spoiler free summary of the book?
1: Yes. And because you mentioned horror in March, I just wanted to let you both know that like March, uh, the mystery March is a thing. People do <laughs> do do that. So, you know, it's not necessarily horror March, but like mystery March, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, it's a vibe. It's a theme that goes on through March. So we are, we are right there, you know, same vibe. Okay. Anyway. short summary so um, as the title tells you we're following the southern book club um you know and their aim to slay some vampires um so this book takes place in south carolina specifically charleston south carolina and it takes place during the 90s and there's this group of women in this small community um who kind of gather each month to read books Um, They read a lot of books. It starts off kind of like, you know, they read some books about, you know, random stuff, um, like, you know, popular books or whatever. And then they end up kind of having this theme of reading books about, you know, serial killers and like dark crimes and like reading a lot of nonfiction about these serial killers and that sort of thing. Um, And yeah, and like, we're just following these women and they meet every month and they're just like, you know, you're, Typical southern moms, like housewives living in the 90s, doing their thing. Um, And yeah, and then all of a sudden, one of the like a new neighbor moves in and he's this man named James Harris. Um, And he moves into his aunt's house and his aunt end up um, like this weird things end up happening. I'm not going to get too much into it because I feel like I might spoil something. But anyway, weird things around the town end up happening, weird behaviors, you know, um, dark stuff starts happening. And one of the women, the main kind of protagonist of this book and kind of a prominent member of this book club, Patricia Campbell, she Mm -hmm. kind of lives next to James Harris and she thinks that James Harris entering the town and becoming part of the community is the reason why all of these dark things start happening. Um, And as the title suggests, you know, Maybe there's some supernatural vampire things happening. Um, But yeah, I won't get too much into it because I think it's better to go off into this book without knowing too much about it before, um, you know, reading it, just because you'll be surprised and all the twists and turns that are going on. Um, But yeah, that is my short summary. I'm going to hand off to Sarah to give us a spoiler, her spoiler free review of this book.
2: Okay, I I debated this rating for a while because I hate horror, <laughs> but this is a really good book. <laughs> so, like, I want to rate it bad because I hate horror and I hate being scared, but I think this book is a really good book. So, it makes me feel bad rating it a bad rating. So, I'm going to give it a 4.5 stars. Because I can't give it a five stars. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I I didn't expect to like it because, like I said, I hate being scared. And I, while I was reading this, I was legitimately terrified. Like I I was all by myself, like alone reading it at night. I mean, I had my two cats, but like,
1: what are they gonna
2: do? <laughs> um, and I was like, had to stop reading because I was just like nervous that there was like someone in my apartment. I like triple checked that the door was locked because I was like, "Oh my god, someone's gonna kill me." <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it definitely scares you. It definitely does its job. Um, I think it's really well written. I, um, was. On the edge of my seat, like, always wanting to read more, like, the whole book, I liked the dynamic between the book club members, so, I mean, I guess that that was, (laughs) it was, it had, they had good interactions, and there were, I don't know about super likable, but they weren't, like... I hate you type characters, which is. What was the last book we read? One of the books we read.
1: <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, the last one. Fair death. Uh, a, like, a lot like Adios. I
2: swear one of the books had characters that we, you didn't like. Any of them.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that one. I would recommend this book to anyone, except if you really, I mean, I really don't like horror and I still liked it, but I feel like you might still want to read another type of book. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because I enjoyed it, but like, would I ever read a book like that again? Like, I don't know. So. Yeah, it's a good book, but yeah, okay. Um, Puja, oh no, Pashini, what did you think?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I feel like there are books that I like, but I'm like, it's not in my genre, so I wouldn't pick it up unless I someone really told me to read it. So I guess, you know, good thing about this podcast pushes all of us out of our <laughs> reading comfort zones. But yeah, I felt like after reading quite a few books recently where I feel like not a ton of things happen like I'm, I'm someone as you all may know that really likes stuff happening and I, I like to describe a book by its plot and I feel like I can do that with this book so it's just it's nice that it like had the you know suspense which is all part of the thriller horror genre so good on the author for doing that and I I feel like I wasn't that scared I was gonna comment that like I feel like this was a horror book but like there were definitely parts more towards the end where I was like oh my god what's gonna happen but I wasn't personally as scared (laughs) I thought there was a lot of gory stuff okay
2: we get it we get it (laughs) I'm a wuss
0: no no maybe I'm just I also feel like I read things Differently, I don't know, but I'm glad. I'm glad it did have that effect because I wasn't sure. (laughs) I was like, "Is this truly a horror book?" But I don't know. I I feel like I also just don't get scared reading books. Like I need to see it in a movie to to get scared. But anyways, I feel like I would rate this book at about like four point three. Like I don't know. Basically, probably like close to four point five, but I wouldn't round it up. I gave it like four stars rounded rounded yeah yeah. um because I felt like opposite to Sarah it's not because I don't like the horror genre but I feel like there were some things that I couldn't really put my like foot on is that the phrase whatever (laughs) I was like
1: finger on I couldn't put my finger on (laughs) Put
0: my finger on that I just like didn't like as much about this book but overall I thought it was a good book and like I I think one thing was I I don't know I expected the book club to be like our book club but it was like a traditional book club where I don't know people just don't read the book or like stuff like that um but yeah I, I also felt like it was cute to see like the the characters come together because they definitely became friends after the book club but they're all like I don't know they're not all super good friends and when we talk about the spoilers we can get into that more but yeah I feel like um yeah I don't know I I think there were some parts that I didn't like as much but I think overall I really liked how like the yeah I I liked how the vampire related stuff what like kind of broke down because I was also kind of comparing it in my head to our last vampire book and there were definitely not as many vampires and like I don't know it was it was just a different story because the main characters were not all vampires they were all normal people (laughs) so I think that that part was nice and it was nice to see how things unfolded the way they did yeah I just don't want to say any spoilers so I I feel like I can't say that much so Pooja what did you think about this book
1: So I so I, this is also not a genre that I would normally pick up like I'm very much someone who doesn't like supernatural things so yeah, so I so wouldn't. I I I wouldn't have picked this up. Um, I like horror, but I don't like supernatural stuff. Um, but I will agree with both of you as to like. I think this book was generally like it was fun, um, but I do have some. I I do have a bit of a more mixed reaction. Um, I give this book like I would say a three point seven five to four, somewhere in between there. Um and I think most of my I'll start off with the good parts. I think this book was like funny, like it was very darkly humorous, which I really liked a lot. I thought all the characters, especially the beginning, like it was just so funny with all the them in their book club and like Patricia, like the first scene. This is not a spoiler. First scene, literally, Patricia shows up to this book club and she's like, I didn't read this book. I didn't have time to read this book. And she's the person who's like leading the discussion. And she's like, I don't know what to say. Like, and she's like trying to like BS her way through it. I just thought that was so funny. And there are other scenes throughout the book where it's just like even in like super dark scenes. It's just so like someone says something super just like sarcastic or like deadpan. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is so funny. Um, but yeah, I really like that kind of tone. I think Grady Hendrix is like a really good writer. It's like, he's very fun. Like he like doesn't take the things too seriously. Like it's just very fun. However, I'm surprised Sarah said that she didn't hate any of the characters because I literally hated every single man in this book. I genuinely like despised. I, I hated
2: characters, but there were at least characters that I didn't hate that much.
1: Oh, see, like, I just hated, like, every single time a man in this book opened his mouth, I was like, I hate this man. (laughs) Like, I genuinely hated them all. And, like, I I don't mind unlikable characters, but I was just, it was, like, distractingly, like, it was, like, distractingly infuriating like like every single time they would enter I was like I'm out of the story like if we only followed the women and their book club and their journey to like slay vampires or whatever I'd be like sure that's fine why are all these men involved though like they all suck I was it was so like I don't know I just they were like distractingly infuriating for me and I was like oh my god um the other thing is that there were a lot of scenes that were just like as they weren't scary but they were as harshly mentioned gory i wouldn't even say gory i would just say disgusting like there were a lot of scenes that were just so gross and i understand this is a horror book like obviously there's going to be gross stuff but it this wasn't even like scary gross it was just gross like it wasn't like i wasn't scared and gross i was just grossed out if it was scared and gross it would be different i feel like oh that's more horror with like blood and shit but no no no. these scenes were just disgusting like i was like visit like i feel like i had like a like a physical reaction i was like this is the most disgusting thing i've ever read in my entire life like oh my god it was so crazy we'll get into those scenes that i I made notes we'll get into those scenes when we discuss this um but yeah i thought the ending i liked some parts of the ending hated other parts of the ending we'll discuss. But anyway, all of those things combined are kind of the reasons why I was, you know, I've, I'll i officially give this book four stars, but I would say it's kind of like a, it's a low four stars, but it's still four stars, which is still good. Um, and I would recommend this book. Like, I oh, if only because Grady Hendrix is just a very good writer. Like, it's just fun. There's, there's so many parts of this book that are just so fun to read about. And like, so darkly humorous and the main the women characters in this book like the book club itself their characterization was just really funny and like I wouldn't necessarily go as far to say this is like a good friendship book but like they it has its moments um but yeah that, that's kind of my spoiler free review yeah in
0: classic fashion (laughs) I forgot to say whether I would recommend it each time I go into my review being like I gotta remember that part but I don't so (laughs) I would recommend this book yeah I feel like you um should like Sarah said like she wasn't super into horror but she liked this book I I do think especially the gross (laughs) scenes (laughs) would definitely like deter some people but also I don't know I could thought like I agree with the fact that they were like gross but not even scary and just gross but I kind of liked it like <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's an inexplicable thing that I feel like it, like some parts of it which I feel like I know exactly what Pooja was referring to but I feel like one other gross thing that happened was pretty funny so we'll get into it but anyways <laughs> I yeah, I would recommend this book. I think we should all read it um and if you're scared then it's part of the fun.
2: Yeah I I gotta say I don't I didn't mind the gross parts. I didn't even think they were that gross. I didn't but
0: <laughs> Pooja just <laughs> has problems with the things that I could, I definitely I can I can see Pooja being <laughs> extremely gross out. I can't wait to talk about it. So, let's get into the spoilers section.
2: <laughs> okay. So, if you guys want to read this book, then um go ahead and pause the pause the podcast and read the book and then come back to hear our thoughts about it. Or if you're not interested in reading the book, you can continue and we will tell you all of our thoughts. So, Harsini, I'm a little curious what part you thought was funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this happens towards the beginning.
0: So, <laughs> basically, the, you know, Pooja mentions, like, um, this guy James Harris and his aunt and everything. And so, this aunt is, great aunt, supposedly, is Ann Savage, who is also the neighbor of Patricia And one day, one night, one night, she goes out and Ann Savage is doing some really weird stuff in her yard. I forget exactly what she was doing.
1: Um, But yeah, she's going in like, she's like near the garbage. Like, she's like kind of like being She she was
2: eating an opossum intestines or like some intestines of an animal.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. She was already like be in a like savage like creature not not human anymore and patricia goes because it's literally like her house and she's like what is going on and then ann savage bites off her ear
1: <laughs> I, just thought that was so funny. I did think that was funny though <laughs>
0: like <it's just> so <laughs> ridiculous it's like what
1: it was so literally Patricia's like reactions afterwards. She's like, "Oh, like you know, like my earlobe." She's like, "Oh, you know, like I miss my earlobe, but like it's no longer there anymore." But it was so like it was just so, and like everyone treats it like as if it's like the most casual thing. They're like as if she like broke accidentally broke her leg or something. They're like, "Oh, I heard about your earlobe. That's so sad." Like. You know, why would you do that? <laughs> I know. I feel like everyone, I was so confused with everyone's reactions.
2: Because I feel like if if I knew someone that had their ear bit off, I wouldn't be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. It looks fine. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with that person? Like, let's gossip about that. Like, your ear looks fine. It's just a little off <laughs>
1: the lopsided comments got me it was so they were like oh like you know like "Mm." (laughs) Like, if for those of you listening i was motioning something that's why you couldn't you couldn't understand what i was saying
0: (laughs) but yeah i feel like that that beginning part was pretty funny and that's like it definitely sets off everything because then you finally Meet James Harris and all, and okay, I, I we can definitely get into that part. But I do want to mention for our listeners the thing that I think you thought was the grossest, Puja, is the cockroach getting into her ear.
1: No, okay, okay, I made a note of that. That was extremely gross. The cockroach getting into her ear when she was like hiding or whatever—that's extremely gross. The grossest thing was the description of all the rats coming into the house from every single direction <laughs> and like killing the woman. <laughs> That's how many rats there were. And then the description of the rats was, I literally like, Oh my, I, I had like a physical reaction. Like I was literally like, this is, this is absolutely like, I'm going, I, I'm not like, they, I wasn't like getting nauseous or anything. I was like, I don't know why I was whenever I, first of all, Okay, the point, I hate any rodent, like any rat, mouse, like, nope. (laughs) If there is a rat inside, I am outside, okay? Like, I am not in the same space as a rat. And, like, the fact, it was so, like, literally, the way that the description was, like, it was, like, an army of rats came into the house. And, like, there were so many that, like, the dog was injured and, like, a person died. Like, that's how many rats came inside. I was like, that's so disgusting. But yeah, that was, yeah, the description of all the rats was, ugh. I mean, props to the author for creating such a visual, <laughs> visual picture that I could picture it and feel disgusted so much by it. But oh my God, that was disgusting. But the cockroach thing, I also made a note of that cockroach going into Patricia's ear. That was so disgusting, also. And then she squished it in her ear and then pulled it out again I was like oh my god that's so disgusting
2: (laughs) yeah I I was gonna say I think I also agree that the the rats taking over was probably the grossest thing because like they were literally like swarming their bodies and they were just like covered in all these rats that were biting them it was so gross but yeah I guess I didn't realize how I think the author does a really good job at describing the scenes because I don't know, they're very vivid and gross, but you
1: know, I kind of like it. Like, I, the, you know what's, it's just weird because like I can deal with like blood and guts and stuff. Like, if someone is like, if the book is described, like Patricia's ear coming off, like I was just like, okay. Okay, I like, was like a full-on like ear coming off and like the blood and whatever coming out of that like there's also a lot of scenes with blood and stuff in this book and those scenes for some reason are fine but like things like rodents an army of rats coming into a house I'm like oh my god this is so disgusting Fair. <laughs>
0: what did you guys think about okay this is this is basically my other thing with the like whole vampire situation I expected like I don't know I was really confused because you got through like I would say about 70% of the book and like the book club is not slaying vampires together you know it's just Patricia who gets this of james harris he's clearly a vampire like you can tell he's got the vampire characteristics going on and just no one believes her and like her book club friends don't believe her obviously the men don't believe her her dumb husband who we'll talk about i hate him he doesn't believe her at all um And basically they just like are convinced she's crazy. And then she's like, okay, like we're not going to be able to stop this guy. And like, I'm just going to mess up my whole life. So I don't know. This is like all this whole thing goes on for so long. And then the end is where we get to the book club slaying the vampire part. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That was just like unexpected for me. I did not expect to go into this book and like, have the problem be that they don't believe Patricia who's like accusing him of being a vampire
2: yeah I agree I yeah I envision this book is like I don't know this (laughs) I guess badass I don't know about badass, but like this group of people that are like going out and like saving the world by slaying vampires and then it's like These like suburban (laughs) mobs trying to kill a trying to convince themselves it's a vampire and then trying to kill it. So it yeah, it's kind of weird because it's like it's not a slow burn book because there is like so much shit going on. But at the same time, like they don't get to the point until super late in the book.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, but I also think this is one of the reasons why I kind of like the book more than I anticipated just because it's like very much like and more of an exploration of like people's you know it it, there's like a when you read this book there's a lot of different social commentaries going on like one is like people aren't believing Patricia like especially the men in the town are like thinking that she's crazy and like being like your you know you what do you do all day you're just a housewife you need to like create stuff in your life to make your life more interesting like there's like commentary like that and then also like with the other women like their home lives are you know there's like one character grace like her home life is like very difficult like she wants to kind of stay out of stuff so that she doesn't get in trouble with like you know her husband and like have a bad reaction to that there's and then there's also like this racial component where the only person who seems to believe Patricia is this woman named Miss Green who is actually she was the caretaker for Miss Mary who's like Patricia's mother-in-law who plays an important role in this book but she ends up kind of spoiler she ends up dying quite early on in the book um and like you know Miss Green used to take care of her but like she, She is African-American and she was, you know, like the only person who seemed to believe Patricia and like willing to help her. But then kind of circumstances happen and like Patricia ends up turning her back on Miss Green. And I don't know, there's like a lot of different social commentary going on, which I really found relatively interesting, considering it was like the 90s in the South Um, that's kind of like where this book is taking place and you could kind of see those elements in, you know, people's behavior and how they react to things and that sort of thing. But yeah, I don't know the, like, first of all, the title makes it seem like there's more than one vampire, which there was only one vampire. (laughs) And like, and they like, I mean, slay is kind of the wrong term. I mean, they did not slay this man like they essentially cut him up into small pieces and then buried the small pieces like it was like a process like it slay implies like they took a knife cut off his head and been like done <laughs> we slayed him no 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 it wasn't like that and it was it was like a big thing i just wish i don't know why it seemed like there was like a lot of like drama that happened and then this like actual action happened in I would say the last 25% like also I just I don't know why but I wished like I wish there was like more vampires or something or like you know I I, I don't know yeah basically I wanted to rewrite the the ending part <laughs> I was like may, maybe because in the book there's like that three-year time shift and I was like maybe three years later now they like have a full-on like the southern book club has a full on like a vampire slaying schedule and they are slaying vampires left and right together or something like that. But no, that is not the case. Um, yeah. It was like way more Southern mom drama than, <laughs> than slaying vampire adventure story. But I don't know, maybe that's why I liked it. Cause I was just like, this is funny. It yeah. Was, I was like,
0: like, I'm surprised you wanted that. Cause I feel like you wouldn't want the vampires of that. And like, I feel like the way that the author took this book was more of this like realistic story, even though there's this supernatural element and like there's not really a super scientific explanation of James Harris being the vampire. Like he does say something like he has some sort of condition where he needs like blood to run through, like he doesn't even need to drink the blood, it just needs to run over something, something in his body. I don't know. Um, but I feel like it wasn't it wasn't super explained, which honestly, I I would have liked the author to kind of take it one step further and really try to make because I feel like there's okay, sure, there's that part of like, you need other people's blood for something. But then there's also the stuff where he can like, control other people control rodents and stuff and like all of that, which is more like the classic vampire um, thing where you can like, control things you can move really fast you can also like I don't know fly up (laughs) not fly but I don't know whatever they do in vampire diaries when they just like zoom into someone's room (laughs) really fast (laughs) they can yeah like he, he kind of ends up in people's rooms that are on the second floor um but yeah I feel like I aside from the fact that it wasn't super explained I kind of did like the fact that it was more of like, Patricia trying to convince other people that he was a vampire, but, like, he was powerful enough to convince everyone else, especially the men, like, he basically becomes friends with all the men and, like, ends up getting all of them to invest in this, like, I don't even know what that place was, something...
1: It's like a, a part, not, it's like a some sort of building complex. It's called Gracious K. Gracious and K. yeah, it's like some, I, I think it might've been like an entire, like it's a series of buildings in a complex or something, something along those lines.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he like gets all the husbands to invest in that and like becomes all buddy-buddy with them, Um, becomes actually close with both of Patricia's kids and like, just like, kind of gets connections across the town and everything which makes ev- it much harder for Patricia to convince everyone even though like you know you're seeing you're here like seeing the world from mainly Patricia's perspective <laughs> and I'm like it's so obvious like he's like so I don't know it's just it's so weird and like it's very suspicious but I don't know I kind of like that but I also f- found the whole thing with the three years later like I there was a specific scene where you know, there's a reason why, like, it comes up again, but basically Patricia's, like, it, like, she's kind of forgotten about the whole thing or, like, brushed off the whole her suspecting James Harris because, um, you know, she was, like, everyone thought she was crazy and she just wanted to, like, be normal again, so she just didn't bring it up. Three years happened and James Harris was, like, still in their town, I guess, and everything. Like, I don't know. It was just, it felt weird to me that, like, there was that three-year break. And, like, it felt like either James Harris must have, like, made everything, like, killed everyone. Or, like, I don't know, done something really bad. Or, like, it should have just gone. Like, after three years, it's, like, such a long break for her to then be, like, oh, we got to go back and like actually get James Harris like in trouble for everything that he's done so I don't know I, I did feel a little bit weird about this three years later part
2: yeah I guess it didn't occur to me but I don't really know what the point of it was like I I mean I guess like she's friends with everyone again and well, not everyone not Grace like Someone else from the book club. But I mean, I feel like there wasn't much point to it because, like, pretty much right after the three years later, I mean, she again brings up that he's a vampire. And I don't know. I feel like there wasn't much need for like a buffer period. I mean, maybe to like cool off so everyone like. Like, I mean, I feel like if you did it right after so so basically, the book club members wanted to go to the police to um tell them that James Harris is a drug dealer because Patricia couldn't tell them they're that he's a vampire because they wouldn't believe him, so she told them that he's a drug dealer, and their husbands found out and uh, they didn't go to the police, but the husbands had, like, an intervention that, like, you guys are crazy, like, he's our friend, he's not a vampire, so I I get that, like, after that intervention, they might be like, oh, absolutely not, and that's why the 3 years break was needed, but I don't know, I feel like, and maybe it wasn't
1: 100% needed, <laughs> like, I don't know what the point of it was, Uh, I'd say like the point I think the main thing was that in the three years so like this this go this is more of like the suburban mom drama part I was talking about where like Patricia like basically Patricia ends up through a series of circumstances, like she's admitted to a mental hospital and then her husband Carter, it's like either you choose your obsession with James Harris or you choose your family. Like, first of all, we, okay, wait, let me finish this. And then we'll talk about these men, (laughs) but, but yeah, but basically he gives her this ultimatum and she decides to go with like her family um, and like try to mend her relationship with her kids and that sort of thing the I think the the other thing was that in the so she spends like essentially three years mending her relationship with her kids with her husband with her family and then like also like things die down so like James Harris continues doing whatever he's doing everything dies down but then I think the main catalyst for why she ends up like starting her interest up again it's like now she finally has new evidence with finding that body in James Harris's attic so like so I think there are parts before that that lead her to go to James Harris's house in the first place but like this new evidence I think is the main kind of thing that convinces the other people the other book club members to take her side and their you know chance to slay these vampires or yeah i
0: definitely yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely agree but i think that the thing that set it off like the first thing i remember happening is like miss mary like talks to her and basically like it's like more this is i guess one other more supernatural element where miss mary her mother-in-law was the one who got eaten by the rats she comes she also and you kind of find this out um before because you see these scenes with mrs green the caretaker and miss mary and miss mary is like the minute that she meets james harris who like comes over to their house a lot she's like calls him by this diff- different name hoyt pickens she's like oh my god white and like she <laughs> she says all of these things that sound like so weird to patricia and everyone else but basically accuses him of like killing her father and doing all these things like she clearly seems like she knows him um but we never really get to like patricia never really finds out the fact that miss mary actually has this picture of james harris as hoyt pickens back in the 1920s or 30s or something and he looks exactly the same another vampire quality of like never aging so because this happens in the past and mrs green knows she takes the picture but then this is likely what made james harris send the rats to their house and (laughs) kill um miss mary so patricia never finds out she never gets a hold of this evidence and then yeah after the three years later part like miss mary kind of speaks to her in her house and says like you know basically to go visit miss green um and so that's kind of what sets off like her finding that picture as evidence and like she starts kind of investigating again because there's like basically no denying the fact that like that's there's something really off with that and she uses that picture to go to what's the what's the woman's name that starts with an S the like I forgot her name Slick Slick (laughs) I kept thinking like sticks (laughs) no slick um yeah so she shows Slick and is like on her side now and so that kind of sets things off but yeah in general I just feel like it it wasn't necessary for it to have been three years I feel like if it was like one year that would have been a, it's like such a minor detail because honestly like I feel like a lot of things change in three years the book club ends up being this whole big community thing that honestly like all the men have taken over pretty much like James Harris is the leader and stuff and yeah all the stuff in the town does change but I just feel like for it to like come up again after three years was a little too long for me so one minor thing I I thought could be different but
1: what one thing kind of like going back on this point of three years I think so I actually really liked James Harris as a villain in this story like Honestly, this book could have been not about vampires and I probably would have liked it even more. But <laughs> but like the, the he was like such a good villain because he was just like so unassuming. Like obviously you find out like we as, you know, the given the title, we kind of see like he's a vampire from a mile away. But like Patricia being, you know, the suburban mom living in Charleston, South Carolina in the 90s who like, you know, has a nice life. She probably does not assume that her neighbor is a vampire right off the bat, even though he has like these weird tendencies. Right. So like, she's probably like, I don't know, maybe this guy is just weird, but like, he seems so unassuming. He's like trying to help everyone out. Like he like, you know, helps, uh, he like helps all of the people in the town become very rich. And I think doing that over a period of three or four years is like, Showing you how ingrained he is in the town and like how people are so not willing to believe him. I actually think that if they did it, like, you know, let's say they did this intervention, as Sarah mentioned earlier, the intervention scene, if they did that, like after the three years, that would have been so much more impactful because it would have shown you that like it three years in he has ingrained him so much into the town that no one is willing to go against him but instead they kind of do like they did it like like I don't know maybe like five months into him living there so it was like in five months he really made everyone his best friend that's kind of a lot but like three years I can totally believe that he made everyone his best friend has gotten all these people money like basically they are like they are relying on him a lot of individuals are relying on him to like send their kids to school or send their kids to college or whatever so it's like he has ingrained himself so much which makes people so uneasy about turning against him and that just makes him such a good villain and maybe that's why the three years just is like one of those things to show you that like after all of this time like they are willing they patricia is willing to go against this man who has actually given her a lot of money. Like her husband is essentially kind of like dependent on him for a lot of his own livelihood. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting, yeah. The three year, I don't know. Maybe it needed three or maybe two years or one year, but I think three years makes sense. Given the fact that they were doing that building complex, maybe to like build the whole building also it like took three years to do that, but yeah. So let's talk about this men. Um, I hated them all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there was a single
1: good. Okay, one thing
2: I had a question about. Like, okay, James Harris was giving Patricia a ride home. And he said that Slick's husband was like, so basically these men have this investment and then they go, travel a lot to i guess meet investors or something and then james harris said that slick's husband is like whenever he goes to all these places he always has like a woman with him Did you guys think that was real or him just like then obviously patricia asked if if carter like her husband also had women did you think that was real or him just trying to like get under Patricia's skin and show be like, Oh, Carter's not everything. Like you should be with me instead.
1: I think that like what he said about Carter is true because there was another scene where Patricia keeps like, she was talking about how she gets phone calls from women all the time asking for Carter. And they like, don't necessarily say like doctor something. Like they're not like working for him per se, but they like refer to him as by his first name. And they're just like, Oh yeah, like is he home or whatever? Blah blah, blah. So then she's just like, Yeah, he definitely like, but I don't want to think about it. But like he definitely has people, like he definitely has women that he's seeing, um, you know, a fair, in an affair sense. But the thing about like Slick's husband when they were chatting, I thought that was kind of I don't I don't know, because like the whole thing is that um, so slick. So this is like getting into another spoiler where like Slick um, gets essentially attacked, uh, sexually assaulted and raped by James Harris. Um, And then because he's like not human and he's a vampire, she ends up getting like, she ends up getting seriously ill from this and like is bedridden in the hospital has like some sort of autoimmune disorder. Her husband thinks like she has AIDS. So he kind of like, she He doesn't say that she has AIDS, but, like, they kind of allude to it. And this is, again, the 90s, the South, like, AIDS is, like, a pretty, like, um, you know, stereotyped thing. Like, pe- people have, like, there's a lot of misinformation about the disease and people are, like, very, very scared about it. And there's a lot of, like, weird connotations about what exactly AIDS is and, like, all that sort of stuff. And then... um. James Harris is like, oh, I think Leland gave her some sort of like STD um, because he has all of these affairs whenever he goes on these business trips. And so because like, but he assumes that Patricia doesn't know that Slick was attacked by him. Like he's just trying to like make some, because again, like people don't necessarily know like how STDs spread or like they don't know like what are the symptoms of STDs or what are the symptoms of AIDS or whatever. So they just are are just like, oh, autoimmune disorder, like that must be AIDS. Like they don't even like think about it. But which again, I think is just like in the 90s, there was maybe not as much information as there is now about like, diseases and you know symptoms and like how things get transferred and that sort of thing so yeah i but i think the thing about carter is true though true i i
2: forgot the uh, all the phone calls which is kind of weird i don't know why he would give them
1: his home phone yeah (laughs) but but, like they didn't have cell phones back then
2: yeah but why don't you just give them your office number (laughs) like obviously your
1: office yeah maybe they, they call it
0: <laughs> i think she said something like i forget what exactly she said but she gave him she gave them his office number or something like that like she gave him them like the women who called a different number so it seemed like he did have a more direct number but like she was like i'm not gonna give them that number i'm gonna give them his office number or something but yeah, it was, I was like, "Why didn't he just give them that whatever other number?" But yeah, damn, Carter was just
1: Carter was literally the worst person. Like he made he made Kevin's father in Bear Town and Andy Barber and defending Jacob look better because <laughs> he was just so terrible person. Like. I think the worst thing, the worst, like the thing that made me like go from like disliking Carter to like vehemently hating Carter was his gaslighting when he like, so he, he, so basically like Patricia tries to convince him, you know, Hey, James Harris is sketch. Like we need to do something. Like we need to report something. We need to say something. i saw him giving drugs to someone or like. He wasn't actually giving drugs he was sucking someone's blood but like she was like i don't know maybe he's giving drugs to her too to like make her do that and i don't know carter kind of like initially starts initially he's like okay well if my wife said that then my wife said that and like i believe her but then like she ends up like he ends up like completely turning on her as soon as he sees like a financial incentive to support james harris and then he like gives her pills. He's a psychiatrist, by the way. So he like gives her some sort of medication regarding like depression, I think, or anxiety, some sort of mental illness. And then she, you know, takes it and like, she kind of gets very frustrated and takes like a bunch of the pills in an attempted suicide, but then she kind of clarifies, no, it wasn't attempted suicide. It was just like a moment of frustration, but then like her son ends up seeing her have a seizure on the floor after taking these, all these pills. And she ends up in the psych ward of a hospital. And then in like, literally she wakes up and then Carter is like, Oh, you know, like, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And like yelling at her, like, it's so mean but then he ends up turning like their like their children against her like he ends up like you know like just like telling the children like and then her son develops like a hatred against his mom like he's just like you are so terrible like you are the worst you are crazy and like the daughter like no longer gives a shit about the mom and it's just like why did she do that? She was just trying to like, whatever, I don't know. But then like, he turns the kids against the mom and like, as gaslights her into being like, well, if you don't agree to like, do whatever I say, like your family is going to be lost. Like you're just going to be admitted here. And it's my word against yours. And I'm a doctor and you're not. So everyone's going to believe me anyway. And it's just so, I was like, oh my God, this man is literally the worst. I I noted like chapter 21 where they had that intervention. I noted it. I was like, this chapter made me angry. Like I am pissed off about this. It was so, oh my god. It's so.
2: Yeah. I was like legit mad, like really mad about everything they were saying. I mean, even like even if they weren't right and and James Harris wasn't a vampire, like I feel like they were still like super, super rude about it uh, super not supportive at all. but I was wondering, like, do you guys think that all these husbands were always like this, or they like changed because of James Harris because I mean, I remember Patricia saying that like uh, Carter used to be this quiet boy I don't know where and like that's how she fell in love with him but I don't I, I don't I was wondering like trying to figure out if it was because of James Harris because I mean obviously like he became obsessed with money and took all these trips for like investors but I mean at the same time before James Harris was too involved I feel like um Carter was working late and he's I think it is alluded to that he was working late because he was trying to get the promotion but also at that point I feel like he was also being like a little rude to Patricia but I don't know what do you guys think
0: yeah I don't remember exactly because I feel like I wasn't like thinking of him as as much as much of a like character i would hate so i don't know i feel like i read the beginning thinking like okay like you know he's just the husband like not as relevant but i feel like there were probably times where he was just kind of like your like you know my work is so much more important than like your life kind of thing and i i feel like she wanted in the beginning like she wanted him to come home a little bit earlier to because she was afraid there was one scene where um they like it's clearly james harris but they hear someone who's like on the roof and um i think blue either blue maybe blue or Corey um said something about it and she's like oh my god gets the kids together and like is trying to make sure that um no one gets hurt and i think james harris ends up showing up like actually as himself to like save the day later but yeah after that she asked carter to like come home earlier and he does like once or something and he but like he clearly does not care about his family that much if he's just like you know like i think she all he also said during that time like oh you must have just been like hearing things i don't think he really believed her about that either um Which, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how he changed into being a bad character. I guess this wasn't one of the stories where we, like, really got attached to him and their relationship in the beginning or anything. So, I don't know. I guess it's just a typical husband thing. They, like, get bored of their wives and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna go cheat on them.
1: (laughs) Okay, I hope that's a typical husband thing. No, I'm I'm
0: oh. talking about typical husband in the like in the trope. In the that's definitely in a trope. Time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think I think like to some extent I think this was another thing of like why James Harris was such a good villain. Cause he was able to like turn all of these individuals like against their wives so quickly by just like luring them with money or like with the promise of money. And I think it was just like a, I think the author did a good job of kind of showing like how all of these individuals kind of changed when presented the opportunity to become rich. So they would like, they were willing like even even like even if you showed all the evidence to carter he wouldn't care because he was just like i'm not going to compromise anything that like you know gets in the way of me getting all of this money because his whole thing was that he wanted to become the head of the psychiatry department so that he could earn more money and so he was willing to stay late to become and get in that position but then once like I guess like once Patricia ends up in the psych ward, like he kind of yells at her and he's just like, you ruined my chance of, you know, becoming the head of the department. But then James Harris comes in and is like, ha you can do speaking engagements about drugs. Do that. You'll earn a lot of money that way. And then he does. And then he ends up like, and then he also with the whole investment thing on the side, like, and they have like, a BMW, like the three years later, flash forward, like they have like a BMW, like their kid is going to college and like they're able to pay for it completely. And then they have like this other beach house or something. Like they, 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 you know, in three years, they went from being like a you know, wealthy family to an even more wealthy family, basically. Um, but yeah, it's just like I, I don't know, it was just like a example of like how these men in this town are were not like willing to compromise everything um that like in order to get that money that James Harris had promised them and I was like wow it's so easy just give them money and then they'll all just be so terrible but yeah I don't know I just thought like it wasn't even just Carter though it was like literally every single man like even Blue who is um Patricia's son he becomes a teenager after the flash forward and he is also so annoying like both of her kids are annoying but like Blue is like particularly annoying but then they kind of redeemed themselves by the end but still in that moment they were very very annoying and then like Slick's husband Leland who the man who kind of is concerned that his wife has AIDS and he doesn't want to tell anyone that like his wife has AIDS and he's just like I was like, first of all, your wife doesn't have AIDS. Okay, calm down. Second of all, you don't even like, oh my God. He was just so concerned about reputation. Like he wasn't even concerned about his wife. I was like, I hate this man. I hated Grace's husband because he was an abuser, hated him. And then, um, yeah, I forgot all the other husband's names. This was one of those books where I had trouble keeping up with characters. I I knew the book club, but all of their husbands other than Carter and... Slick's husband, I forgot everyone else's name.
0: Yeah, honestly, to me, they didn't even have
1: names. They're just like, yeah, the just, like that that lady's husband. <laughs> I was like, okay, that lady's husband. Even the other than like in the beginning, I was getting confused with all the book club members' names too, because I was like, there's Kitty, but then there's Mary Ellen. I was like, is there a difference? Like, I mean, who are <laughs> but then by the end, I was able to identify all. of I was like, okay, I know who these people are. But yeah, the other thing that I wanted to mention was that, like, Patricia is a nurse. Like, she by profession was a nurse but then after getting married and having kids she ended up giving up her profession and like it's always something that she wants to go back to like she clearly has some sort of like liking like obviously she loved her profession but like she always wanted to go back to it which it's something that she never got an opportunity to do but I feel like Carter literally talks to her as if she's like an idiot like like first of all you shouldn't talk to anyone like that okay but like not even like they met in a professional setting. Like you've seen this woman do nurse things. Like you've seen her, you know, like do this. sort of. I don't understand like how you can go from literally meeting someone in that context, knowing that they are able to do all these things and have the knowledge, medical knowledge and all that sort of stuff. But then literally talk to her as if she doesn't know, like ABC, like (laughs) he was so, he was so condescending. So, you know, oh my god I just hated him I was like I feel like the one of the other kind of like drawback of this book was that the men in this book got off easy by the end like
2: they didn't suffer
1: I I
2: don't know about that because I mean I guess they didn't have it much worse than everyone else in their family because they all like lost a lot of money and had
1: to no 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 but like oh I forgot what I was gonna say (laughs) I mean like what I I get what you're saying where like you know like a Carter and Patricia get divorced like Leland loses his wife because Slick dies and like they all lose money because they all invested a bunch of money and followed James Harris and like were screwed over when he died but like the they don't like they're, I feel like the women should have like showed their husbands like I feel like I, I, I wanted that moment where like they realized that the women book club women were not just like like they they were speaking of substance like they were they were they actually had legitimate concerns
2: they couldn't do that
1: without telling them that they killed them like no, how are you gonna- like Yeah, but, like, even if, like, they could have killed him, but, like, you could have just, like, I wanted them to, like, have some, like, even, like, professionally, like, if, or if, like, a police came and said, yeah, like, James Harris was a bad guy, like, they still legitimately thought, like, James Harris was, like, fine, even though he disappeared, like they, they never were like, oh, I hate, like there was never like a moment where all the men realized that James Harris was a bad guy also. Like they just kind of were like, whatever. It was unsatisfying to me. Basically I wanted the men to be shown, like, you know, put in their place and like, you know, that I just feel like it just like they got off easy. Like they just got like slightly screwed. And then that's, I'm like, whatever. Like literally Carter was like, yeah, I guess we'll still have the beach house. And I was like, you still have your real house and a beach house. Like, come down. <laughs> you don't even get like, you just went from being very wealthy to l- a little less wealthy. Like, that's all that happened. Yeah.
0: yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. And I mean, I think I did slightly think about when I finished the book, the fact that, is it Francine or Francesca? <laughs> I don't know why I'm mixing it up. So,
1: Francine. Yeah, francine. okay yeah.
0: okay i was like i don't know why francesca is like in my head francine is like um this person who i think yeah used to like be the the maid for james harris house right Yeah. um yeah, yeah. and so she like patricia knows that and like knew that and knew that um the last time that francine was seen was when she went into James Harris's house one time and then she went missing um and I think we alluded to this before that she basically um Patricia found her in James Harris's attic um and that was that was where the cockroach went into her ear and I, I just honestly loved that part I feel like this is the part where I was most like it was, like, intense and, like, fun in that way because she was, like, hiding in this attic and James Harris was like, Patricia, I know, <laughs> I know you're here. And, like, I don't know, I, I could definitely picture all that stuff. But anyways, yeah, Francine is in the attic and they never actually get her out. Or, like, I feel like that could have been a thing where even if they could never find James Harris again, like, maybe finding Francine in the attic would be one way to be like oh yeah James Harris was a bad guy who clearly killed um this woman and I don't think we mentioned the other like children that went missing and stuff too but like basically in this black community that Miss Green was from that was kind of where the suspicious things started happening where like kids were going missing or kids were killing themselves and that was like one of the big things where it was like there is something going on here and mrs green was definitely more invested in this because of that and patricia realizes that this was probably all james harris is doing but like no one really cares that much in in this wealthier neighborhood but yeah anyway i feel like that could have those those kinds of things with like the community not realizing it was james harris i guess could be a little bit unsatisfying um but I was gonna bring up this point earlier that like I know you talked about the only one vampire but I feel like in the fact that like he was like a vampire with all the powers like I feel like that is very hard (laughs) like they would have had no shot if there were two of them you know because I feel like it took the entire book club to actually kill him and like even then he was like i'm gonna regenerate you better like get me before i regenerate and stuff so i don't know i feel like it is a hard situation when like vampires can do all these things that like manipulate people and make them a lot more powerful than ordinary people
1: i i had one thought based on your thought about like them not necessarily caring when all of those children from the poor neighborhood were killing themselves. It was just like, it's another thing of like, maybe why the three years was necessary. Cause it's like list like, it's like more of a ridiculous thing where it's like, okay, all of those kids died. And like, you saw that there was some connection between James Harris and those kids dying. And like, then the whole thing of like, that entire neighborhood was getting screwed over and like everyone was forced to leave and like gracious K was like trying to like infiltrate that, you know, that neighborhood and like ruin every or like make every force everyone out of their homes basically. Um, and like with the sound and I don't know, it was just like, there was like a lot of like imagery there that was good, but then yeah. Like it did not like none of the people in this neighborhood really gave a shit until it actually started affecting like one of their own's kids. So like until Patricia was like, yeah, like my daughter is being affected by James Harris. So therefore now everyone please give a shit because it's affecting me you, and no one cares about other people's kids, but they care about their kids. So I don't know. I thought that was like another good commentary thing. And like, maybe the three years really added to like, the ridiculousness of the situation or like how shitty it is. The fact that it took them so long to be like, to actually give a shit that all those kids had died. But yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good point. Um, another thing I was thinking, I know you guys said you wanted more details about um, like why he had to suck the blood other than just like needing to purify his own blood. But I also was wishing that they included more I more of his backstory for like why he is I guess like villain origin story, like why he is the way that he is. Because like Miss Mary mentioned that like he he messed up her dad or I think it was her dad, um like fucked him over and then just by leaving and he definitely has like so it seems like he has a theme of like getting people to rely on him and then fucking them over and i like i mean i guess when you live that long maybe you're just bored but like i wish there was more to like why he was doing the things that he was doing um like to fuck people over <laughs>
0: Yeah, true. I feel like the it's one thing of like, oh, I just, you know, need to do these things to, like, get the blood or whatever. Like, and he basically, I feel like, targets a lot of children or women. Um, But yeah, I feel like he does a lot of other things, ingratiating himself in the neighborhood and, like, messing with people that... Are definitely not necessary so i i also feel like we never we don't really get his perspective and that's like i think in some other book like we got more of a villain perspective that i personally enjoy it because i feel like otherwise you're like yeah we all hate the villain but like you need a little bit of the villain like i don't know i think it's nice to be able to sympathize for the villain a little bit because then it makes it more like ethical dilemma
1: Yeah, I agree with like getting the perspective from the villain would definitely have made this stronger. I would like to have just gotten his perspective to like answer some questions. Like, yo, like, how did you get all those rats in that house? Like, can you explain that to me? (laughs) Or, like, you know, like how did you know? I guess, I guess, like I would have liked to see like his conversation with Slick when Slick was telling him that, oh yeah, you know, Patricia's gonna go to your house and like identify like find some evidence or that sort of thing like I would like to see his reaction I also like to see how he was able to like get all those men to be his friends that fast like what was that conversation like I would like to see that um yeah I I was surprised that we only got Patricia's perspective when technically the emphasis should have been on the book club given the title but I think it would have been a little bit confusing also. Maybe just getting Patricia's perspective was... Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like so much going on. I I mean, I guess you could have just showed different situations from different perspectives, but I feel like the same situation from different perspectives would have made the book like a thousand pages and very convoluted. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like it made a little more sense just because the story itself, like, unexpected to us, but, like, it followed mostly Patricia being the only one who suspected um, Jane, so, like, I feel like that makes sense because it's, like, her figuring things out, um, and, like, Miss Mary played a huge role in it, it who's, like, her mother-in-law, you know, I feel like the other women... They only really find out because of Patricia and the things that she realizes. We also didn't mention there's this scene where Patricia, I think she is really suspecting James Harris at this point. Um, but she follow like she goes into the woods when she's at Miss Green's house or something like that and sees james like doing something to i don't remember this girl's name this is where i was getting confused with the names it was destiny taylor
1: i thought yeah it was it was yeah wanda taylor's daughter destiny taylor
0: yeah destiny and yeah he was clearly like sucking her blood and, like, she sees the, like, thing on his face that he uses to suck the blood, which is, like, this weird thing that comes under (laughs) his chin or something that's black. I just pictured it as, like, a black tongue. (laughs) I don't know, but, um, yeah, she definitely sees something, so she sees it with her own eyes and everything, but, like, I mean, she does not have any proof, so that, like, It's so hard for her to convince anyone of that. But yeah, she's the one who like goes through all of the like, I guess, actual experiences of finding out James's true nature. So I think that made more sense.
1: So I had a question for both of you, which was about this because you mentioned this weird black tongue vampire sucking situation. So like, okay, so (laughs) in the you know after this flash forward um and like james taylor gets very close to both of patricia's kids so like you know blue who is patricia's son seems to like really like i don't know there was also this weird like nazi thing happening like where blue was like very much into nazis i don't understand why that was a plot point that was necessary like i feel like it didn't really add anything to the story other than the fact that like blue was weird um and like has some issues someone well i i feel like I mean, I guess it could
2: have been anything, but it, maybe it was partially because um James Taylor connected, like talked to him James a lot. Harris dude. Oh what did James I say Taylor is
1: like a musician.
2: <laughs> Taylor, yeah, you mix the
0: other last name.
1: Yeah, honestly oh. like,
0: I feel like that could have been a connection, but like we never saw Blue and James Harris interact, even though it was like very much emphasized that they were like blue was like kind of going to him as like a friend, um but yeah, I I feel like I feel like it might have started even before like James was involved, but I feel yeah, like it dep- would have been interesting. It
2: definitely did, but yeah. I was like, I don't know, I maybe the because they mentioned sometimes that he and like liked James
1: because they talked Nazi stuff together, but. I don't know. It was yeah. weird. I mean, very maybe weird. James knew because James was in World War II because he's very old. <laughs> okay, but that's 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 not even the point that I was getting at. I was I was actually going to be okay. So the daughter. Uh, oh my god, her name just went out. Corey. Of Corey. Corey. Yes, Corey. I was like something with a K. Um, but yeah, okay. So Corey was like. Uh, You know, also like interacted with James, but like, so Patricia doesn't know in what capacity Corey, like, she assumes that Corey is fine. And then one day she like wakes up in the middle of the night, goes into Corey's room and sees James Harris. I was about to say James Taylor. James Harris, not, we are not bringing the singer, songwriter James Taylor into this conversation, but like, James Harris essentially like, From the description, it seemed like he was having sex with Corey, but, you know, upon further inspection, um, Patricia realizes that he's actually just sucking Corey's blood. But like the way she, the way it's described, it's as though it is a sexual act though. And I was like, this just made this book 10 times grosser. Okay, like genuinely made this book. Like first of all this book was already gross, okay? You like with the rats, the cockroach, we didn't need more grossness. So, but then like then because you see like how James Harris does this blood-sucking situation and then you realize that he's done it to several children. And it's just like oh god like it's so oh, it's so disgusting it's so disgusting hey, I yeah, was we, like I, I, say that the pleasure feeling
2: wait is it is it like alluded that it's like sexual or
1: it's just like you feel good it's like alluded like okay first of all the whole thing is that he doesn't suck where like traditional vampires suck at your neck right he doesn't me- on your inner thigh, okay? That's where the needle marks supposedly are. Like not on your arm, not in your neck, in your inner thigh. And then he's just like, so he's just like, oh, the person I'm doing it to feels some sort of pleasure. So like, that's why when Patricia walks in, like she's assuming that they're having sex because she can literally like see her daughter. First of all, why is her daughter completely naked? One question, right? And then she's like, oh, like Corey looks like she's having sex like she doesn't look like a person getting like beaten and getting their blood sucked out like no 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 it like looks as if it's pleasurable thing and then he does it to patricia who like says i'm volunteering myself for this so he does it to patricia and patricia like when her friends come and rescue her they are also like patricia looks like she's having sex like <laughs> and i'm just like I, and then like the thing is they don't like the author doesn't explicitly say this But then after you see, you don't realize like the sucking, like what's happening with this whole blood sucking thing until it happens to Corey, because I guess we're seeing everything from Patricia's eyes and she sees it happening to Corey. That's how she knows, like, oh, this is how it's done. Then you realize he's done it to so many children. And then it's just like 10, like literally a million times more gross and disgusting and awful of a thing and I'm just like oh my god but anyway I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this
0: <laughs> yeah I actually like after you said that, I, d- I didn't really think about it in that like backwards way of like thinking about him doing it to other people um because I don't know I mean I, I don't remember the description of this but I thought assumed like when he was doing that in the woods to destiny that like she was just standing like I don't know I don't remember the description at all but I I know that like Patricia basically just had a flashlight and like shined it on James Harris and like clearly saw James and Destiny and like the black thing out of his mouth um or like face but I don't know I I like from that and just like I don't know after that I didn't really think about it so I didn't think about the fact that that's how he did it like i'm not sure if that's definitely not the
1: only way he can suck their blood but i'm not sure if it's the way it is it is because the the description that patricia initially gave was that he was a child molester Mm -hmm. because like first she was like oh he's like molesting all these kids because like he takes the kids into this van does the shit and then Yeah,
2: but I feel like that could be the situation. I mean, like, you have a kid in the back of your van, like, what else would you be doing?
1: Yeah, but, like, okay, either way, I still think, like, the thing is, they also talk about how, like, the indentures are always found inside of their thigh. Like,
2: yeah, I do think it's always the same way. But I, yeah, I also didn't think about how that means that he also did it to the kids that way but I yeah I because to me it didn't I mean it was like a little sexual but I feel like (laughs) I don't know why I just feel like he didn't make it sexual with the kids which (laughs) I guess is like wishful thinking but like I don't know I just figured oh he he did it like Sexually with Patricia because he was like into her or something. It wasn't like it's usually like that. Yeah, I actually like, I don't know.
0: I, I don't even want to think about it
1: with the kids. push why did you put this in our heads? But yeah, this is why I thought this book was so gross. Like, I was like, there's so many gross parts of this book. No wonder it's a horror book. Oh my <laughs> God.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like with Corey and Patricia like I was just thinking about this with Corey I feel like like she's older so I mean still not okay because he's way older but like I feel like it could have been a way for like him to not be like hey I'm a vampire I'm gonna suck your blood but like it's like a illusion of like this is what's happening is not me sucking your blood it's like a sex thing um which obviously Patricia knows better but like you know I I think he was like basically trying to be all like oh like let's get together because like a guise for the sucking the blood stuff I don't know what he said like obviously the children were taking taken against their will and like I don't know maybe to maybe it's just like a way for him to be under the guise of like at least it's more of like that kind of predator and not like a vampire like he at least won't be suspected of vampire stuff especially because like you know you can see everyone's neck usually but yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That's my justification. Uh, I mean, you
1: know what? I can I can see these justifications happening here. However, Corey was what fifteen years old. Like he essentially like what you said was right about the full predator thing. Like he was essentially like he was he he is of like an actual predator, like as in like sucking other other you know people's blood as like a this vampire predator, but then also a sexual predator. Because, like, he essentially groomed Corey into thinking, Yes, you will receive pleasure if I suck your blood and, you know, do this to you. And therefore, he was essentially grooming a 15 year old girl and being like, Yes, this is good for you. You should do this. And then she, he was just like, No, she agreed to it. I'm like, Well, yeah, if you are an adult man and you prey on this 15 year old girl and then. Convince her this makes sense and this is good. Then yeah, of course she's gonna agree with you. She's fifteen. She's a child. And then I was like, oh my god. But anyway, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I now this is making me wonder though. Like the kids that killed themselves. Like I didn't. I I am thinking maybe it's something around like he doesn't want them to like reveal anything about him. But like I don't know because he didn't like do anything like that with. Corey, I guess because like he kind of knew that Patricia knew and like I don't know could also like brainwash Corey more I have no idea but like now that I'm thinking about it I feel like the the kids killing themselves was
2: a lot wait I thought I thought they killed themselves because like didn't Patricia say it was like she got it because there was like this intense pleasure and you just knew you're never going to get that type of
1: pleasure again yeah the other thing is that like it's like a I think it's a combination of two things one is that they actually get like physically weak so like in the when Wanda Taylor is talking about like um oh yeah you know my daughter is like suffering an illness because she's just like getting more and more weak day by day and this is like probably because he's sucking all their blood out of them. The second thing is that, yeah, like she was saying that like she genuinely, like after the whole thing, like after they killed James Harris, they're just like, she's like, yeah, like the whole pleasure thing. Like she will never experience that again. And that like drives her, like, I don't know. It has a psychological effect on her basically. Um, And like she and Corey discuss this regularly, but also I don't think like, they were, they didn't have, they didn't get their blood sucked as intensely, I think, as kids are. And also they are both like, you know, a, like more older than like a nine-year-old. So it's going to be different in terms of like consciousness as to what's happening and like that sort of thing. But yeah, it's like, it's essentially like a drug. Like the the way that they describe, the, the author describes it in the book as though it's like, it's a drug this blood sucking thing is a drug and you get immense pleasure from it and you essentially get addicted to it it's crazy but it's still disgusting
2: (laughs) yeah sure is um do you guys have any other thoughts you want to discuss
1: i feel like i i went through i've had a lot of discussion i feel bad that we ended on such a terrible no <laughs> i know i was gonna say yeah we really talked about all the like terrible things
0: <laughs> okay i'll add one quick comment that was like literally in the very beginning um but like there, this is near the earlobe biting off part but like there is something just about like uh, them being in the south and like this woman the way I wrote it which I don't totally remember the context was like this woman was freaking out about a vegetarian (laughs) she was just like so like concerned about like some I don't even know if it was a book character or a real person I feel like it was a book character but like someone being a vegetarian and she was like what the heck because she's a vegetarian now that was funny too
2: (laughs) (laughs) I totally don't remember that happening. It was so minor, but I'm a vegetarian, so I wrote it down. Wow.
1: <laughs> that first it. that first book club meeting was just so hilarious. <laughs> like Patricia just trying to BS her way through that. She was like, Yes, these characters, you know, <laughs> like they're so
0: intense (laughs) yeah and the other thing you didn't mention was that everyone else was like yeah and they were like agreeing with her (laughs) like main book club person who I don't no one remembers her name she was not mentioned after but like she she was the person who's trying to get them to read all these like I don't fancy books um but then she was like did anyone read the book (laughs) (laughs) they're like no no one else read the book and so the other ladies just made their own book club without this this lady and they decided to read the like murder mysteries and all the fun stuff so i'm like yeah yeah they
1: know what's up they 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 picked like they have an interesting book club i i would have joined that one but i think they read a lot of nonfiction. i'm just not into that but okay one last thing i did want to mention was that so like there's this one character throughout the book named grace who's like actually quite a good friend to patricia in the beginning and like she's kind of like the leader of the group in essence like she's they she kind of like sways people so like if she's not doing something everyone else won't do it also um just because she's like just i don't know i guess the decision maker of the group um but like in when when you know when they reconvene so also grace has an abusive husband so that kind of like also impacts her opinions of doing stuff and not doing stuff so Anyway, when when like Corey gets impacted by, you know, James Harris and like, you know, they the book club comes back together and it's like Slick is in the hospital after her assault. So like Patricia tries to, you know, get these people to be on her side. And then Grace is like, no way. I'm not doing this. I'm leaving. But then no one else follows her. They all kind of end up believing Patricia because like she has this evidence and she has Slick's backing her story and her other friend kitty actually saw francine in the in the lot in the attic or whatever in james harris's house so then grace ends up dropping and then everyone's kind of like oh man grace ended up dropping like what the heck like she was like the good one or whatever she knows what to do in certain situations but then grace comes right and like they're like chopping up james harris <laughs> like in the middle and they're like you know and there's like blood everywhere and they like come down the stairs and they're like oh my god who's ho-? like someone's knocking on the door who's knocking on the door and then grace is like did i miss it <laughs> like <laughs> wait that that
2: was wholesome but i had some qualms about it because how the fuck did she know
1: that they were trying to kill him then i i feel like someone they don't no one keeps they don't keep secrets at all like <laughs> yeah but if you're, if you're trying to kill someone and she said
2: i'm out of this i wouldn't want to tell her like what if she tells the police like all of their husbands did or like true i guess they didn't tell the police that was the problem <laughs> but like
1: yeah what if she tells all the husbands yeah i mean you know cuz like slick told james harrison like that's how she ended up in the situation but i think I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I don't know how Grace would have found out that, like, this is the plan. Like, on this particular day at this time, they are going to be in the process of killing James Harris. But I did find it so funny that she came in and her first question was literally, Did I miss it? (laughs) As if it's like a TV show. Like, did I miss it? (laughs) Like, did the cool thing happen already? (laughs) It was so dumb. i thought she
2: implied she didn't even know that they were gonna kill him
1: no no i didn't know that they were gonna kill him
2: right
0: yeah i honestly i don't remember like because i know she said she was out and like left the meeting but i don't know what they talked about before then but i i definitely do remember her saying did i miss it when she like came to the door yeah, I don't know, unclear what she was told and how she found out that they were there at that time, but it was cool, though. She, like, definitely came in saved the day and yeah. told them what to do because they were just, like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, all this and all of the blood and how we're supposed to get out of this.
2: Yeah. Alrighty then. That is the end of Season 2, Episode 7, where we talked about the Southern Book Club's guide to slaying vampires. So, next week, we are going to read The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Is that okay? (laughs) Um... Should be a nice little mystery uh yeah until then we will see you later hope you have a great week
1: <laughs> goodbye bye bye